Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. And with you in the studio tonight, it's me, Bonnie. Me, Captain. And Joa. Actually, Ian Freeman, my husband and co-host of this show, who's currently incarcerated, read this article in jail, and uh, he was laughing about it. He said it was so funny. So he like kind of requested that we talk about it, and it seems like a good story. I like talking about that guy, Javier Malay, uh, who's the libertarian that won the primary in Argentina Woo-hoo! for president. You see this department? It's gone. You see this department? It's gone. You see this department? It's gone. They're all gone. They're all parasites. That's They're what all parasites. I love that. Um, so yeah, he's really anti-government, except apparently he loves Israel, but whatever. That's neither here he, nor he's there. He's taking over to leave you alone. Hopefully. Hopefully that's how it pans out. It's not a trick, you know? Um, and their election, I think, is on the 22nd of October. So uh, it's, you know, coming up. It's a kind of pretty interesting stuff. That's, He's been, a, that's a Sunday. Hmm, maybe, maybe it's not the 22nd, but end of okay. October. Um, but it's pretty interesting stuff. He is drawing crowds like Ron Paul. Like, he's really interesting, the people there. And this is what I keep telling people. Like, people are like, well, you're an anarchist and you don't vote. So how come you're in New Hampshire? And how come you're hanging out with, like, the Free State Project people? And how come you're supporting, like, people who are, like, running for office and stuff? It's like, because look. The best avenue for opening minds and getting people to get to a point where they're voluntarists is through political campaigns. That's the fact. Ron Paul proved it, and everybody else just keeps proving it over and over again. If you want to educate people, you want to change hearts and minds, and you think you have a value proposition, run for office. You know you're not going to win. You know the Democrats and the Republicans are going to kick your ass. You get a right? bunch of people listening. But run anyway because a bunch of people will frickin' listen to you and your point of view just because it happens to be parasite. I mean election season. Yeah. And um, most of the time you're not going to get some you know local newspaper to interview you on your opinions. But if you're running for office, you just might. Bingo. You can even run as a Republican or a Democrat. Yeah, it's good to run for the Democrats sometimes when there's no seat being filled. And then to use their money to campaign. And then bonus, maybe you get elected, and you get to do fun things like uh, I seen a, a clip of uh, Gearhart, yeah. right? You yeah. know, he's in like some you know session here in New Hampshire or whatever in the state house. Like, Taxation stuff. Right, you know, and he just kind of walks <laughs> away. Right? You know, like you a get lo- a these- lot of a lot of reps though say that at the end of their speeches, and they go and taxation, and we have to remember taxation is theft, and they walk off. Yeah, and this is Ger- great. I love it. I love it. When Gerhardt was doing that this year, like just going up in his answer every single time was taxation is theft. Um, a, a Democrat terrible status parasite um rep, he went up and he put in a motion um to to say that something like we I want to put in a motion, let's all vote. And say that we um, reprimand people for saying taxation is theft because without tax- taxation, none of us would be here. And it's really yes! insulting to us. Yeah, it was so funny. And it didn't go through. Finally, they understand. No, they didn't understand. They're coming at it from the wrong perspective, right? Yeah. But they were correct, though. Without taxation, none of them would be there. And as if that negates the idea that it's theft. It doesn't. Yeah. So stupid. Um, but um, going to this story from the AP, APnews.com, says Argentina's populist presidential candidate Javier Malay faces criticism as the peso takes a dive. Buenos Aires, Argentina. 
Argentina's firebrand populist presidential candidate Javier Malay. I really wonder if he calls himself populist. I feel like that's just a dirty word they kind of throw at people what? sometimes. I've never really heard that word until he dis- used it to describe himself. Oh, he did? Oh. He, well, he did? I, I'm somebody did. Mm. Uh, but, like, what is a populist? It just means, like... It's almost like a bad translation. Is that, like, I'm going to do what the majority... That makes him a Democrat, right? I'm going to do what the majority of people, the popular thing says to do. No, that's kind of a um, like what it sounds like, definitely. But let's pull up an, a definition. It says, populism is a range of political stances that emphasize the idea of the people and often juxtapose, juxtapose this group with the elite. It is frequently associated with anti-establishment and anti-political sentiment. The term developed in the late 19th century and has been applied to various politicians, blah, blah, blah. Um, I, the, the idea I've gotten before is like basically exactly what it just said. Like there's the people and there's the elite. You, we want less um, elite control. And the other thing is like with the way that Trump uses it is like, I want to get jobs back in America, America first, like super anti-trade and... Stupid man! I read a thing today that like the most popular desires for you know the the high school aged kids from the high school the most popular desires for jobs for careers is like YouTube creator Malay, an anti-establishment candidate who admires former U.S. President Donald Trump. Wow, that's just so sleazy. He doesn't say things like, "Oh, I love Donald Trump. I want to be like him. I'm I'm trying to be just like Donald Trump or anything like that." Um, It's just been like I I admire that that he was um, anti-establishment. You know, like they asked him about he should have refused to ever answer a question about Donald Trump because they're just going to put stupid sentences like that. You know, Malay, an anti-establishment candidate who admires former U.S. President Donald Trump. So stupid. It's, yeah. He's, I mean, look, I, I've admired Trump, too, and I'm an yeah. anarchist that really doesn't like Trump. You right. know, But I've admired him a few times. I think he's hilarious. Yeah, when he's being funny, yeah. Or just when he gets, you know... um goes to like North Korea and has a regular meeting with one of the, those people. It's kind of like, wow, I can't believe he would do that. It's crazy. I, I, he hasn't done all the right things, but like he's gotten a crowd motivated by saying the right things. And like, that's like, he's been pulling at the heartstrings and not doing the real thing. Yeah. He's been doing terrible things too. So I, exactly. I want to point that out. We're, we aren't pro Trump. It's just ridiculous. They, they're sitting here trying to make Malay sound like, Oh, he's the next Donald Trump. He wants to uh, like, well, part of this is uh, fire a bunch of politicians. Part of this is uh, the media and the writer. So either the media is trying to spin it in a certain way, or the writer just doesn't understand the perspective of libertarianism. Hmm. And the closest thing the writer can come to, like what Malay is saying, is something that Donald Trump said years ago in a campaign. And it's like not even close. Yeah. Right. So it's either that, or it's just that this guy's part of the mainstream media, this writer, and they have an agenda. They want right. to paint a picture in a certain way that makes this guy. I look like a conservative Republican instead of a libertarian. I tend to go with that, that it, um, they have an angle. I mean, it's the news. They always have an angle. Their angle is, uh, you know, make it look like um, Joa attacked someone who attacked Joa. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> that type of thing. Because I'm, I'm just as bad as murderers, rapists, and firebombers, apparently. Oh, yeah. The slander people is what they did to Joa. It says, let me uh, finish this sentence I keep reading. Malay, an anti-establishment candidate who admires former U.S. President Donald Trump, 
has said he wants to replace the peso with the dollar and says Argentina's central bank should be abolished. Yeah, I've never heard Trump say anything like he wants to abolish the central Wait bank. Wait a second. <laughs> yeah, no. He, he just said he wants to eliminate the central bank and go to the dollar? Yeah, and see, I thought that that was really bad at first. Um, It's it's just a step it's a in stable, the right direction. It's a stable thing in the world, so it just makes sense it to would do help that. But the Argentinians a lot. Like, Most was stable. The the. The philosophically consistent position there would be for him to not advocate to move to the dollar, but advocate to move to cryptocurrency. Right. That or would gold be the silver. That or... would be the philosophically consistent position. Yeah. However, uh, because he's trying to win an election, he wants to just get out of whatever his country is doing and get into something that somebody sure. else is doing. Well, the thing that's currently hyperinflating on them, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and, and it's hyperinflating. Like, ours is inflating, is. but theirs is, like like I said, going from Although, 600, 800. How much would that suck for them to go from their own currency hyperinflating, and then, like, they go, <laughs> yeah, they go, yeah we'll adopt the dollar, and then as soon as that <laughs> happens, the dollar hyperinflates. Yeah, that would be, be Frying pan beautiful. into the fire. You know, Not it's like, too unlikely either, honestly. They're going to hate libertarians after that. Oh, God, that was <laughs> It says the peso had already been steadily depreciating for months, but took a sharp downturn Monday after Malay, in a radio interview, recommended that Argentines not renew fixed rate deposits, saying the peso is the currency issued by the Argentine politician and therefore it is not worth crap. That's a quote. (laughs) He's always talking about how he hates politicians. and That's the best, the best. A politician who hates politicians. It's great here on Free Talk Live. In recent days, <laughs> Malay has suggested that the sharp depreciation of the peso could be convenient for his eventual presidency, saying that, quote, the higher the price of the dollar, the easier it is to dollarize, unquote. Huh. I mean, they I even, see, that's a twist there. Like, they made that sound like, oh, he's he's using the depreciation of the peso to get elected. I mean, it's like, well, yeah, he's I not mean, the one doing it. <laughs> That's like, like he's using the war to get elected. Of course he is. He's the freaking president, right? You know, like I, you know, a current sitting president, go, you know, doing warlike actions against some country, right? I mean, yes, everything that's happening, uh, politicians are using to get elected, right? Uh, they find a thing that's happening and then they try and jump out in front of it and go, "Hey, everybody, look at me! I'm doing a thing! Ha ha ha! Vote for me!" Right? By this logic. If everyone who's a libertarian in the United States of America would just simply run for president, we would get hyperinflation. Whoa. <laughs> That's your um, es- escalationist? Is that what they call themselves? Uh, I don't know, but I'm just saying by their logic, right? If, yeah. if they're blaming him for inflation because he's a libertarian running for president and has, has had no effect on central banks or the government thus far then every libertarian in the United States should immediately run for some sort of office in order to cause hyperinflation of the dollar. I can't remember the word. What's the word of the people that want to escalate the situation? They want... Um, oh, you're talking... Nihilist? Oh, no. We need uh, we need Skeeter to call in yeah, and yeah, tell us that, what that is. That word. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't remember the word. The, but it's the people who want want the everything to go to crap because it'll cause people to rethink. They, they want hyperinflation. They want... Oh, oh. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I can't think of the word right now. Um, yeah, oh, that's, that's Richie good. Rich when I need him. Escalationist is what I'm calling it. 
um, situation or you know position to just have libertarians run and talk about um, inflation, and then we'll get hyperinflation, I mean, and then everything I would, will crash. And I think it, no, I think that's a great idea. I would love to see the system just totally crash, and it might be a little bit of pain in in that time. But as long as you start the new with the right system. And you, everyone's just going to have to do that because what would you rather have have happen? You want to be milked over, you know, your entire life, yep. and you know all that time you spent working to pay for those taxes. You know, maybe we could take a couple years to rebuild and and get it back on track where it's supposed to be. Use I crypto be real and silver. For a lot of people, real oh, uncomfortable, yeah. oh, and yeah. for the least prepared, probably could mean death. Literally, I mean, there are people well, who completely rely. On nothing but welfare. Sure. And, um, you know, have no skills. And there are people who rely on welfare, have no skills, and they have all of their banking automated. Yep. Right? Digital. So, yeah, like, oh, my uh, rent payment or mortgage payment comes right out of the bank every month, and my electric bill, and then my cell phone bill is immediately with, and so, like, I don't have to, and they've got it, like, set up. Right. So now they are literally a what's the word I'm looking for? They're a slave to the yep. system. Right. At that point, well, I don't do any of this stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. It's available to me. I could sign up for like, you know, uh, auto withdrawal for all of my stuff or whatever. But no, because I don't know what's going to happen from month to month, from year to year. Right. What if my bank screws up? Mm. Right. You know, oh, yeah. if I have the control, if I don't and have any of that gone. set up, right, it's gone. And then and like, but if I don't have any of that set up, I can immediately like get another bank account or switch to another bank account I already have to pay all of those things. Right. I'm not tied into one bank. So the first thing I recommend to everybody listening, even if you're not on board with cryptocurrency or gold or silver or whatever, get more than one bank account. Yeah. Because the banks will screw you. They will find a way to screw you. Right? And if you don't have multiple accounts, you have less options for recovery. I mean, I think one of the smartest things to do is to uh, protect your stuff through an LLC. So that is, yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm not practicing this. I'm idea, not a lawyer or an economist, but right, these are right. my real life there's, observations. Let's just say there's methods of protection. Other than just having one bank account. It's just ridiculous. I just Googled synonym to escalation. And it's like everything is right there. It's almost there. But I can't get the actual word. There's exacerbation. It's not that. Exacerbationist. But it's basically the same thing. (laughs) Sounds wrong. Getting back into the article, though. It says the peso had already been steadily depreciating for months, but took a sharp downturn on Monday after Malay in a radio interview recommended that Argentines not renew fixed rate deposits. They're they're saying that as if it was like he recommended it so the central bank did that and then now now there's um sharp depreciation of the peso. It's like it was going to happen anyway. This reminds me of uh during Ian's sentencing when uh uh what the heck's her name? Georgiana yeah. Uh, when she was like, well, everybody knows it's really hard to catch the actual scammer. Like, she was whining yeah. about it. And it's I'm like, hard. well, oh, it's hard to do your job. Maybe you should have got a job that you're good at. Yeah. Or, yeah. or like, maybe you should have some kind of, like, work ethic and morals and actually try to... Or go get a skill that's actually valuable and, yeah. like, you know, put something forth into society that will live beyond yourself instead of persecuting innocent people. She's a parasite. If anyone's a parasite, oh, yeah. freaking federal prosecutors. Anyways, it says, um, they said, 
Oh, wait, who said it? Oh, yeah, Mole said, the peso is the currency issued by the Argentine politician, and therefore it is not worth crap. We already read that. <laughs> right, just because it's assigned. It's so silly. In recent days, Malay has suggested that the sharp depreciation of the peso could be convenient for his eventual presidency, saying that the higher the price of the dollar, the easier it is to dollarize. The candidate for Buenos Aires, mayor of Malay's self-described libertarian party, weird, I was just trying to read that sentence again. The candidate for Buenos Aires, mayor of Malay's self-described libertarian party also called on citizens to drop the peso. So another guy, and he's also a libertarian. Um, Today, more than ever, don't save in pesos, Ramiro Mara wrote on social media Tuesday. Malay's opponents in the presidential race sharply criticized his words, saying he's fomenting a run on the peso. Oh, that'd be great. You know what the biggest problem is in this whole talk that that you're reading here? Hmm. Is... uh, why is government controlling what is being traded? Why do they have to have a government-run currency? Why can't it just be like a private currency that's sort of establishing itself? There? It works for Bitcoin. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't get Other why they're, 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 they're arguing over... They're, they're beating a dead horse, is what I'm saying. Yeah, they're beating a dead horse, and they're like, which which centralized currency should we uh, cent- centralize ours in again? Dang it. Oh, man. <laughs> it just seems like they're... They're doing the same thing over and over again fail, um, and failing. When Ian and I first uh, found out about Malay and we read his opinions on this, I think that his eventual idea is something like gold. Right. So, I think I do think what, what the way you've been reading this, though, is like he has the right energy into it, but yep. I just don't know if he's doing the right strategy. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm not down there. I'm not really seeing it firsthand, but the way it's playing out in this article doesn't sound right. But uh, I think it's nice that Ramiro Mara is, you know, telling people not to save in pesos because um, when something's hyperinflating and you're saving in that currency, you're just getting stolen from by the government as they steal the worth of each peso. Ask, but then right. they ask you, oh, convert to dollars. I'm like, oh, no. Same thing happens in dollars. Uh, if you are earning United States dollars, USD, as I like to call it, uh, you call it probably the dollar. Uh, if you're earning that and you're trying to save... Uh, might be a good idea. Take some, perhaps all. You know, I'm I'm just saying. As much as you're able to. As lose. much as you're comfortable with. After you do, you know, some looking, it might behoove you to move some of that out. It's not financial advice for me, at least. No, and and it's not it's not financial advice. It's just that like what I see. Right. Yeah. What I see is the dollar continues to go down in value and has done so. I'm 51 years old right now, has done so my entire life. So if I earned and saved $50,000 and had it all saved by 1982, right? Mm-hmm. That $50,000, if I saved it until today, would only be worth about 15% of what it was worth oh my God. back then. Right. That's so bad. Like I remember commercials for Mazda pickup trucks. Right. These were the the first of these little small pickup trucks with the four or the six cylinder motors. I've never seen a on. Mazda pickup truck. I gotta Google it. Uh, they had ads uh, when I was a kid for uh, for Mazda. Only Mazda's got a truck for just fifty seven ninety five <laughs> five thousand seven hundred ninety five dollars. Wow. I bet you that same Mazda truck today in good condition with no rust would probably sell for like more than six thousand dollars. Maybe so. These are really cute too. Mazda B series, I like that. Kinda looks like a Ford but more I don't know, Lego truck looking. 
Yeah. <laughs> so if I'd have taken, uh, you know, that same amount of money and put it like under a mattress or in a safe or nope. something like that, nope. I could buy way less. Yeah. With that same amount of money today than I could then. Way, way less. Like, uh, orders of magnitude less. Way fewer right? like, monster like, trucks. Like, like 50 is the new five, kind of less. Actually, yep. the, probably the best investment uh, that I found is tools. You buy tools now, and then a few years later, they're always more like money. Like printing presses. Even like for... a year later, man. Like, yep, even a year yeah. later. Well, Gun printing presses. Or, pr- uh, I guess not. Print 3D printers. 3D mean. printers. Yeah, <laughs> those are good, like like short term investments. Like you know, what I mean, like to get things done right right then and there. What I'm saying is that the the price of tools have gone up significantly oh. with inflation. It's a sure sign. And every or anyone that's going to buy tools or a carpenter or automotive tech, whatever, they they're seeing that that pain in tools. Wow. Yep. That's an interesting thing. I guess it's because you'll always need that. You always need a freaking screwdriver. Gigi in South Carolina, you're on Free Talk Live. What's oh my on your God, mind? Bonnie, you are so adorable. <laughs> I was cracking up just now listening to when you said Gigi's boyfriend. Yes, <laughs> I adore any man with an intellect, and I feel that way about the captain. But Aww. I say he's it got again a big intellect. It's it's, it's singular though. Notice, <laughs> and although I do adore his intellect. I respect his wife. Oh, Captain's actually single. I don't have a wife. I thought he was married. Good news, Gigi. Good news, Gigi. <laughs> but I'm a married woman. But you know, in biblical times, <laughs> even in some North African countries where there are still Jewish people, a Jewish man has more than one wife. What do you say, Captain? <laughs> you know, we can, we can go to Utah. Cook. <laughs> I've, I've always wanted a harem. Oh my gosh! Uh-huh, can we can we try your cooking Listen, first I'm before so we make any choices? Oh, tonight with us, Captain, because I remember what the major said Sunday evening, and I had complimented him. And when he called in, he said, "Gigi neglected to say it's going to get worse before it gets better." Mm. I hope the captain is listening tonight. I am because he was right in my opinion. Woo-hoo! However, I would like to point something out. I am thinking, because I'm very passionate about political history, I taught history at various universities for 22 years, and I'm still young, but the Northern Irish entity known as Sinn Féin, the political branch of Northern Ireland. Mm. They made full peace with Prime Minister Tony Blair in 1993, the Good Friday Peace Accords. If they can get it together and stop bombing and stop violence and stop kidnapping and stop hostage-taking and stop murders on both sides, then it's long past due that Israel and the Palestinians... Do the same. I I really like the idea of there being, um, you know, calling for peace on both sides. So many people think it's just impossible. Like, oh, it's impossible. They. It's not impossible. No, it's not. Because when you want to accomplish something, you do it. Well, right? and and it takes the people there 
to do That's something right. about it. Like we, we can all sit here, we can all pine on the internet and we can call into a radio station and, and that's great. We should do that. But the people that are there that are in it, that are, uh, I, do you guys remember the, uh, the Christmas armistice? Uh, yes, I do. Yeah. And so like one day some soldiers were just like, you know, what? it's Christmas. Let's just singing. put down, let's just put that's down right. our, our guns and let's, let's have a meal. Let's hang out. You know, let's play games, play some baseball, whatever, right? You know, uh, like it takes the people who are down there in it. You are exactly correct, Captain. The people involved are the ones who must go forward in a progressive and joint venture. And why, if America and Vietnam can do it, and of all people, Germany and Israel, mm. Right? Yeah, peace is definitely possible. It just takes the decision. Well, I I thought it was Hitler's idea to concentrate all the Jews in one area. Listen, just saying. it's an attitude oh. by all parties. I thought you were how come President Nelson joke. Mandela, he should rest in peace? He said, we're not going to take revenge. We're not going to put people in jail. We're going to have truth and reconciliation and go forward as a nation. It takes um, being the bigger person to not want revenge in any situation. This is what really you know ticks me off about cops is that they do all this detail work and overtime hours. Like in Manchester, they have a comfort pony. Like. And or oh they God. they do these senior walks in Manchester, and they you know they hire this cop to walk around with the seniors. I'm like, and they they everyone's calling him a hero because he lets such a hard job. old people cross the road every every block. Are you kidding me? Yeah. We don't need to hire. We could hire a young gun that has you know has good eyesight and good hearing to make sure that they don't get smushed on the road. Okay, we don't need a cop with a with Full a huge donuts. pension. To do this, yeah, pay, paid so much. Like, how much could you pay a teenager to do that? Like, a lot less, right? And they could do a good job and yeah, entertain the, you know, the old person. And keep in mind that uh, police are reactionary. They are not. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, um, in front of it, they're not you, sitting there actually stopping crimes. They just. Write a report afterwards. Yeah. Uh, with, it, well, with, they go after petty stuff all the time. Right. That's all they look for is the petty stuff. With the exception of, like, you know, traffic tickets where they're on the hunt. Yeah. Right? That's <laughs> petty stuff, yeah. But, but, and again, and I say this frequently, so I apologize if this is redundant to some of our listeners, but when's the last time you saw a fire truck hiding behind, like, a billboard or a sign or a set of bushes, <laughs> just, like, looking for somebody who's going to set a fire, waiting for somebody who <laughs> might be, right, you know, trying yeah. to entrap somebody into setting a fire so they could run over and put it out, right? Yeah. You never see that. Why do you see that with police? Yeah, like, today, um, I was on the phone with a, a frequent caller, Alu, um, and he, I was on the phone, like, privately, and he was telling me author. that, yeah, since he's an author... And you can find his work at libertyblock.com or thelibertyblock.com. Now I can't remember right now. Um, well, he's an author of many books. And he was talking about adding eventually one day he wants to add more chapters to his book, Presumed Guilty. And he said he's looking for uh, more stories about, you know how they'll, the cops will leave a car with its keys sitting somewhere just to catch someone stealing the oh, car? Oh, yeah. That's total entrapment and so stupid. Like, why do we need to pay people to be out there 
creating criminals. It's so stupid. It's like what right. you're saying. You, you don't get people out there creating arsonists. Right. Like, oh, I'm just going to leave this ma- these matches. Well, right look at here what the federal government did to Ian Freeman. They created a criminal. Yeah. Right. He didn't harm anybody. He caused no physical harm to anyone. Uh, all of his transactions were completely voluntary. He tried to prevent financial harm. He went out of he his way prevent to prevent it. and prevented more financial harm than the entire FBI has done. Right. 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 Like by himself in doing this thing. And they've created what I call criminals of bureaucracy. That is a paperwork violation. Right. Uh, he is was found guilty of you didn't pay a, f- a fee and fill out the right paperwork to the government to be conducting your life the way you were. That's what they found him guilty of. He he harmed no one. He harmed no one's property. And he's looking at eight years. They created a criminal out of nothing. Joe has a YouTube called Breaking the Flaw. And today he and I went out and recorded ourselves Putting quarters in meters. And why is that, Joa? Activism. Well, but first, well, all right. So I did the, I went a couple days ago hmm. and I did a records request and I got an email this morning saying, um, sorry, but uh, you didn't have an authorized signature on your anonymous records request. I mean, come on. How absurd is this? So, well, Bonnie, you had asked me uh, if you want to go do Robin Hood. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Couldn't you have done just like John Doe, right? Yeah, Bob Smith, something. Yeah. You know, like I mean, I would I'm have expected asking. that you need a signature on an like, anonymous request. It sounds like, so silly. Depending on like how badly you want the information, right? Yeah. Like I would probably know. give it up, but uh, they're idiots for challenging it. But sure, okay. But yeah, Bonnie asked if I wanted we wanted to go uh, <clears throat> go Robin Hooding. I was like, yeah, yeah, let's go. And uh, so we did, and I don't know how many people we saved. I did at least eight. Yeah, I, I think say. I feel like we did like a over a dozen. Let's uh, mm. tell our listeners who don't know what is Robin Hooding. Oh, oh yeah. Well, uh, you basically forward follow the parking enforcer, uh, meter maid. Yeah, meter maid, parking Nazi, whatever you want to call it, parking Nazi. And um, and you put the money in before they get there, and. You know, uh, Lynn, we found out her name today is Lynn. Yeah, we thought she was Jane, but actually this one's They kind of look alike. Yeah, they do. They really do. And um, They both look soulless and yeah, old. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty sad. You would too if that were your job. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. And, well, uh, you wouldn't take that job. But. Yeah. Lynn, Lynn uh, wears a brown coat, ironically, and uh, goes around and takes people's money by finding them, putting tickets on their cars. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, when we get to the meters, the coin-fed meters, unfortunately, there is other meters that are not like that. We have no control, or we haven't figured out yet how to... They're pay-by-app. Yeah, uh, and wonder if there's a way we can do it eventually, but anyways, uh, so we see that the meter is run out, and we put in, not a quarter, a nickel. Just one nickel for three, yep, for three, three minutes. Yeah, three minutes. <laughs> and sometimes we're generous, and like, especially if someone's parking right there, I want to be like, hey... You might have because we have the interaction, and I'm, I, I'll be like, "Hey, uh, how long are you going to be? I'll put the money in for you." So I like to feed people's meters as they park too, just so because they'll appreciate that we fed the meter and they appreciate what we're doing. Somebody actually said thank you to me today, and it's like I've had several thank yous. Who says thank you to the meter maid? Never. No one. Thank you. Thank you for this ticket. Thank you for charging me $15 because <laughs> I accidentally forgot that I was parked for like five Talk minutes about extra. cognitive Stockholm dissonance syndrome. 
What? If they said that. Yeah, oh, yeah if you're did. like, oh, thank you for giving me this ticket, so I have to pay a fine. For- I Someone totally deserve is. this. Like, thank you so much. Somebody out there is probably doing that, that honestly. There that are is, people that, that much is, of cucks for the government. That is the definite, like, and it's like cognitive dissonance and Stockholm Syndrome are two different things. But no, to me, it's all just one thing. It's cognitive Stockholm Dissonance Syndrome, and mm-hmm. way too many people suffer from this. So, yeah, we saved a few people. So, and right when she's happened? about to walk up to him, yeah, we, we'll put the quarter in, and or nickel, sorry, in, and, and then she goes, just like, keeps walking. She's so annoyed. The other thing yeah, is, is they are supposed to uh, clock out for the day, or at least stop doing their patrolling patrolling at five but both of them because then a male one showed up a gentleman meter maid yeah oh yeah showed up and he was terrible he wouldn't Come identify on. meter man <laughs> he's right a he's meter a man. i'm meter man yeah. dun, 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 dun. no actually I'm you guys were the, you guys were the superheroes, his really. name is have a nice day yeah that's what he kept saying you were like i was like um you know you have to identify i i don't remember if it's article or amendment eight of the new hampshire constitution but Whatever it is, in the New Hampshire Constitution that he supposedly probably took an oath to, um, he's supposed to be transparent and open and honest, and um, you know he's supposed to yeah. tell you his name. You're a member of the public, and and I would say, you know, what's your name, sir? And he would say, Hovnister, and he was just being such a jerk. Uh, you didn't wow. see it, but he did a football move on me. What? Yeah, try to try uh, to like, football get me to go the wrong way. or NFL football. NFL. Okay, oh, gotcha. he did like a, I, like I just a call basketball. It that. You could like, call it a basketball move too. Like, like to you, like, pretend to go one did way. Did you juke left? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow, what a and, loser! Um, and then he started to like follow behind me, like he's accomplishing something, like it's his job. But some lady mm-hmm. is like, "Hey, do you have a lighter?" So I just stop in my tracks, and that meter man, hardly a man, meter uh, he um. He brushed, he slightly brushed into me and I, I've, you know, it's not a big deal. It's just my clothing. But the thing is, is that he was trying, he was doing that to, to intimidate. intimidate. Right. I was save, staying a good, like safe a distance from him. And then when he went right behind me, he is clearly, that's like intimidation. Right. You know, you need to do that. Yeah, and cops then, still do yeah. the same thing. They want to be behind you, but they don't want you to be behind them. Right, right. And I, that's, I'm, that's what I'm doing. I'm following you, man. But I'm not like, I'm not hovering over you like you were doing. Right. We were ta- keeping uh, six feet away. Yeah. And he was clearly agitated. He's like, have a nice day. He have a answer. nice day. So, he said um, it like eight times. Um, the other thing about it is we caused them to get so annoyed um, from being followed by us that they clocked out at four. So, you know, an hour of free parking in Keene today, thanks to Joe and Bonnie. Hey, Daily Digest listeners. This is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy, so I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. 86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. Most people turn on a television and just leave it on hmm. while they, you know, put their coat down and take their shoes off and prep dinner and make their phone calls. and you're Downloading getting, their opinions. Yeah, you're getting fed that information. 
just by osmosis. Right. Right. Uh, same thing with the internet, scrolling, right? You know, if you're just blah, 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 scrolling aimlessly, right? You're getting fed all these headlines. Most people only read the headlines anyway. It's true. Which is sad, right? Because there's so much more content on the internet than just the headline. But most people are just getting fed that. And that's enough for them to be programmed to regurgitate those things. Right. And, so and actually, you bring up a great point right now. And I'm a little disappointed in Tim Pool because he had said today that. He didn't use the words exactly, but he was working it around by saying it. World World War Three has started. And I think that was kind of irresponsible for him to say that because hmm. it's just not quite there yet, but we're we're pretty freaking close. And making people believe that is a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not it's not a good strategy. And especially if, you have if that many peace, people following you, you know. Right. If, if you're it is at, um, fear-mongering. Is right. Um, well, I, he he gets a lot of uh uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, warmongers. Well, no, no. He, um, he, he, he's told to say the words "civil war" on his show a lot because people donate mm-hmm. and say, "Say the words, say the words," and he's like, "All right, there's civil war," and like, and he just says it on his uh, show, and he's joking. He, he's it's it's obvious he's joking about it, but he definitely like panders to his crowd in that sense by saying, it. anyways. Mm. Interesting. Um, but, you, you know, I just think, is that what Jesus did? Did Jesus just go download his opinions from the Sadducees and Pharisees all day and, and uh, just, you know, repeat what he heard? Or did he have opinions that went against the narrative and go around teaching it to people? Right, right. And, and I just think that, you know, Jesus, Gandhi, people like that, they're people used to emulate, not, um, you know, people that tell you to just ignore be entertained. You, you know. said uh, earlier not to compare, you know, yourselves to Gandhi and you know your activism and that kind of thing. Uh, I I also support not comparing yourselves to Gandhi because uh, Dave Ridley already racist. did that. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, man. Like you know, don't step on his toes, man. Ridley's great. I, I've heard several. Yes, things. it's me, Gandhi. That's oh that, I just I'm thinking Dave's voice. He would ca- call in, and then he did the walk, and I can't. Believe I mean, it was that. amazing. Yeah, I forgot he was calling in with the Gandhi voice. I remember I asked my friend from Pakistan. I was like, "Is this offensive to you, uh, Zulfi?" And he was like, "No, people from my part of the world, we love being like emulated and talked about." He said, "The only people that wouldn't are you know people from Pakistan, people from India who went to American colleges." Prudes. Uh, <laughs> That's pretty funny. Well, they went to Prude <laughs> University. Who knows if that's Purdue, really like Purdue, true Purdue. with everyone, but I just w- wanted to make sure I wasn't offending my friend by posting Bitcoin Gandhi. But um, we're going to get right into it. We have this story from Eyewitness News, or no, from ABC13.com. Patton Village Police Department loses 25% of its officers for misconduct, including sergeant arrested for a DWI. Ah, wait says, a second, wait a second. That's not unheard of. I was arrested by a cop that actually had a DWI. Was it like going on in that moment or? Actually, the the way I learned about it is when Ian told me after my trial, I mean, he could have told me before my trial, so I could have questioned this guy like, how can we ever trust you ever again? Did he get the DWI while on the job? It was not on the job. Hmm. Wow. But still, how are you supposed to trust him? Yeah. He He lost the the total trust of the community and the public when he did that. Yeah, I mean, if you're like... And how can he he testify against anyone ever again? You know, it's like he lost... 
you you should be held held to a higher standard. Going around pulling people over for things like that yeah. after you did it. Um, was do you know what the substance was? Uh, alcohol. He wow. was drunk. Yeah, yeah, that's like the worst. That's yeah. like the worst drug to be asking about because he's the one that told me about it. Hmm. Yep. There's um, what what baffles my mind is that I've traveled from you know state to state uh, over the course of my life, and what baffles me is there's so many uh, similar terminologies. So there's DWI, driving while intoxicated. There's DUI, driving under the okay. influence. That's what it was, DUI. There's oh, okay. there's OWI, operating while intoxicated. So there's, that's like not a driving, but maybe OUI a forklift. OUI, operating under the influence. <laughs> Right. There's is operating like, you know, forklifts, like just not cars or something? Like I know somebody who effectively got to do it, whatever you want to, whatever these acronyms are, whichever one you want to assign to it, uh, because he was on a lawn mowing tractor driving on, not even the shoulder, but on the lawn what? of, you know, next to the shoulder of the road. Wow. Right. And, and like he only lived like, I don't know, four blocks or something away from the convenience store. And so he got on his, his riding lawnmower to go get a six pack of That's beer. what my brother used to do, <laughs> not for beer, but when he was a teenager yeah. before he could drive and he was like, oh, I want to dri- just some, drive his lawnmower. You know, some cop with a vendetta or somebody was bored or whatever. He quote pulled him over. I, I don't know how you can pull over any further than the lawn. Did he drive into the, the grass? Shoulder of the, like I'm, I'm not sure how that happened. I know people that have gotten uh, tickets for DUI on like bicycles. Major Payne in Michigan, you're on Free Talk Live. Major, what's on your mind? But uh... um, Captain. Okay, so up there you got Moose Mart, right? Yep. In another part of the country, they got a chain called Piggly Wiggly. Oh, I remember you know, Piggly Wiggly. Grocery store. Just, just by the namesake. I'm going to Moose Park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know. Um, every time I see a Piggly Wiggly in Alabama, I'm just like you. you know. <laughs> Weirdly oh, Joe, enough. I a, Joe, I got an idea how you can get underneath that uh, meter made skin even a little more. Oh, well, let's hear remember it. Remember that old song by the Beatles, Lovely Rita Meter Maid? No. Yeah, you don't know. Lovely Rita, later me. Punch that up and listen to it. You can put that on your phone, and when you when she st- comes up and start harassing, you just start playing it. Or just sing okay. it to her. Yeah, go listen to it. It's off, um, you know, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. It's silly and cute, and See, you can sing it to her. I was thinking about doing like they do in the Gold Coast, Australia, and wear like a really tight, uh, gold shiny bikini. What? And feed the meters. <laughs> Have you guys not seen this? It's not a itsy bitsy teeny weeny yellow book of that candy. No, not one of those. What? I don't know what I'm saying. And, wow. it, and this has been going on there for over 50 years. That's how long they have had meters there in the Gold Coast. What's that? I said you're going to go whole hog and put on like roller skates too and disco around the meters? I could. Yeah. I was you thinking can, banana wait, hammock. Wait. You can only go whole hog while at the Piggly Wiggly. Uh, <laughs> that makes twisted Captain logic, I guess. All right, Joey, you you were saying take money and buy tools. Well, I got a a meter story that involves tools. Oh, <laughs> okay, let's oh, hear it. it up. Wait, is it is it an angle grinder? Because we we covered a bit where like uh, the uh, the Blade Runners of London are taking out the uh, spy cameras with angle yeah. grinders in like four seconds. Wow. No, this is this is way before they had cordless tools. This is probably oh, okay. I don't know, ten fifteen years ago. These guys in New York got a great big pipe cutter, and they were going around just popping the heads off the parking meters. Nice. They were stealing chains, you know. I mean, it was criminal, but it 
damn effective for free parking. Yeah. You know, what's funny is uh, a recent sort of similar theft uh, back in Rhode Island, it's probably like five or six years ago, they were putting in these uh, speed cameras near schools, and uh, they put one in, and look, they were like, look like little R2-D2s, like robots or something. Hmm. And um, the first uh, the first one got like a spray painted over the over the glass, so it couldn't use a camera. Was it up on the red lights? No, it's just ground. like on the sidewalk. Weird. Yeah, and then Never all and then they put this brand new one in there at school, and then all of a sudden, someone stole it. They forgot to bolt it down on the ground. Wow! They just left it there now on the sidewalk, <laughs> and someone stole it. I would someone love has, to have one of those in my yeah, house. Yeah, in your room. Yeah, That'd some some kid in high school has that sitting in his room, and him and his friends sit yeah. there and smoke weed and look at the R two D two. You put a <laughs> you, you put a uh, a meter like in your living room behind your sofa in like one specific spot, and whenever somebody sits there, you're like, dude, you got to pay the meter, man. Oh, <laughs> or you just make it watch NASCAR. And <laughs> <laughs> Flashes all the time. <laughs> oh, you man. guys remember about, about a week ago you were doing that story about uh, this homeless camp by the store, and the guy was playing classical music trying to drive him off, and it was bugging out one of the neighbors? Yeah. Okay, you remember that uh, Texas sheriff that was punishing the people by making them listen to the, the shark song? Baby shark. Oh, yeah. Baby Oh, God. That's terrible, honestly. Yeah, can you imagine 72 hours of Baby Shark? No. That would drive me the hell out of the home. You know they used that in uh, in Guantanamo. The Baby Shark song? They used the Baby Shark song in Guantanamo. Are you joking? No. No. That's crazy, because that seriously would be torture. I worked at Walmart, and we had these little toys we were selling when I worked in the toy section that were Baby Sharks, and if you pressed a button, it would play it, and I would get so annoyed, because it seriously gets so stuck in your head. I I like to say that they played a McDonald's birthday song or something like that on them, too. I'm trying to remember. Major Pain, do you remember? uh, They did something similar at Waco when they were bombarding them with audio, and I don't remember the songs they used. Do you remember? No, I do not. Mm. I don't ever heard of that one before. Because I remember learning about what the songs were, and I'm like, that's horrible. <laughs> Actually, hey, I, since you bring that up, Captain, there's a really good um, uh, series. It's two seasons long, but it's on. Uh, I think it's on Netflix, and it's the Waco series. They did an excellent job. You really feel for for the. Uh, um, um, uh, I forget what they're called. The Elohim. The- no, no, they're the. Not, I, people always make a joke about it um, with COVID. Um, so there's like, it rhymes with COVID. I don't remember. Oh my God, why can't I remember it? Anyways. Ian has the worst search engine in the universe on this computer. Do not use Search X. Just do not use it. I'm going to go to Google <laughs> and type in what I just searched on Search X, and it's going to actually pop up. But. Anyways, um, yeah, let's not say the G word though. Okay, it's Branch Davidians. No, yeah. they didn't call themselves that. Oh, who yeah. called them that? The media. The, the yeah, the the feds actually called them the Branch Davidians. Yeah. Oh, I think the press tagged them with that. We also have Tim from Florida on the on the air with us. Tim, what's on your mind? Well, this isn't what I called about, but the, I guess there are vibrations that can actually kill you. Mm-hmm. There's like a whole absolutely. Uh, They call it a pseudoscience, I guess. I I don't remember what it... Anyway, I actually have one question for each of you. Okay. If you would oblige. Sure. Uh, Who wants to go first? Uh, Me. Okay. Bonnie, how many conjugal visits does Ian get a month? 
he doesn't get any you don't get any in um uh not federal state yeah in states thank you jail okay well that that really takes the fun out of that question um i'm sorry uh moving on captain's next captain's next go ahead captain have you heard of queen's Rike? i have of what queen's Rike. what's that it's a band okay yeah, you, you asked Bonnie a question, uh, did you do what they told you to do? And it reminded me of some Queensryche song, oh. and it starts off that way. They, I only did what they told me to do, told me to do, told yeah, me yeah. to do. I think that's really off of uh, uh, one of their, probably their best album called Operation Mind Crime. And yeah, uh, yeah it, it has that sort of a, it's a, Operation Minecraft is actually, a, what do they call it, a concept album hmm. where all of the songs tell a story from front to back, kind of like a, an audio rock opera. That is cool. And so it is about, uh, you know, some, I, it's at least about one person, and I'm trying to remember, it's been so long since I listened to the whole album. But it's about at least one person, if not a couple of different people, and their foray into like uh, the world of spying and the underworld and that kind of stuff. Uh, hence the term Operation Mindcrime. Yeah, I, I think uh, the main character was a drug addict, and basically he was employed to uh, do hit jobs on people. And then he had some sort of girlfriend. Uh, anyway, she got clean by going to the church, and he ended up having to, uh, I think, off both of them. But, but that's, yeah, I think here's that's a, here's a fun right. fact. You you know then that I probably or you probably know that I lived in Seattle for 22 years and was in heavy metal bands. Queensrÿche was a band. I was not in that band, but they were a band uh, long in before. Seattle. Yeah, in Seattle, uh, they they're you know internationally famous. Uh, and so, um, they sort of lost fame. They had a falling out with their singer, got a different singer, whatever. They became a, a lesser known band at, over time. And, uh, my band was doing our CD release show and the cover of our CD had a picture of a guy with a gas mask with like, uh, mushroom clouds in the eyes and the reflection of the eyes hmm. with a cityscape behind him. Uh, and it was sort of, a uh, an animated cartoon looking thing. I had a friend of mine, Chris do the artwork for us. And one of the guys from Queensryche and their manager were at my CD release show where we unveiled this CD. We made a giant poster of it that was, I don't know, five foot by five foot square, something like that, of the album cover. And so uh, a couple of months go by, maybe three, six months or so, and uh, Queensryche releases an album called Take Cover. You'll never guess what the cover looked like. It wasn't one guy in a face mask with mushroom clouds in it. It was uh, supposedly all four or five members of Queensryche wearing face masks with mushroom clouds in their eyes and a cityscape in the background. Literally, Queensryche stole my album cover. So there wow. you go. We even wrote a wow. song about it called Queensryche Stole Our Album Cover <laughs> and put it on the next C- or yeah, on that CD. So anyway, the next CD. Sorry. Wow. Do you have a question for Joa? That's a wild story. Yeah, Joe, uh, you mentioned uh, Button that someone came up and read. It said, state speech is hate speech. If I recall correctly, uh, that's Michael W. Dean's, uh, one of his Buttons. And yeah, that, yeah. Thanks for that's where we got I, it, I, I need think. to order some of those. But actually, my question is, are you Michael W. Dean's illegitimate son, Joe? Because <laughs> you kind of look like him. Really? 
I don't. <laughs> I, I don't remember think so. what he looked like. He has like a reddish, brownish hair. Maybe my beard is red. Wait, how when it grows, you, approximately. You don't have to say. If you I don't know. To. You just remind me of like the younger Michael okay. W. Dean. The picture I've, I've seen of him when I, he was younger. I've I've met Michael W. Dean not in person, but over the phone. He had a radio program called the Freedom Fiends yeah, for a long Freedom time. Fiends. I got worms. I yeah worms. I auditioned so for gross. that when I lived in Seattle, and due to technicalities. Uh, you know, I wasn't able to complete said audition. Yeah. Now, that being said, Michael Dean didn't know me at the time. I didn't know him at the time. He was a complete dick to me uh, the entire time. Apparently, that's I, his shtick, though, right? Yeah, it's like, his shtick. He's, and so yep. I didn't I didn't get that right at the time. So I was just like, screw you, dude. And so I never, like, did anything more with the show or whatever. And so, but I know what he looks like. And, like, he's probably a little bit older than me even now. And so I could see where this caller is like, yeah, you kind of got like a, you could be his cousin or something, I okay. guess. You well, know? Joe is only 16, and he's already engaged to the meter maid. That's right. The Patton Village Police Department has had 25% of its force gone in the past two months. ABC 13 learned the information after the arrest of a Patton Village Police Sergeant over the weekend. Eyewitness News, which is also ABC 13, kind of weird. Learned Sergeant Christopher Bush is the third officer to lose his job at this small department in the last two months. Oh, so three is 25%. So Captain was correct. No. Oh. When you're asking, like, is that like... Is that like a department of four and one guy? Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. yeah, I don't think the news made this sort of like a... Sensational? A sensational headline. Yeah. Clickbait. And that's what they do. All of the now former officers were accused of some kind of improper behavior. And that's what interested me because, you know, people seem to think like, oh, cops are like the best of the best among us. They're just like the Eagle Scouts. They want to help people and then they go become cops. No, no they yeah. become the, the worst of the worst when they put the uniform on because the uniform makes them morally obtuse. Yep. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. They're purposely pl- uh, playing an ignorant role. That way, you know, if they mess up... They pretend they didn't know. So it's their defense to be stupid and lie until it's necessary for them to reveal something just for their own favor. It's the dumbest game. That's why when people come to the United States, they think we're really dumb because they see the police acting dumb. Hmm. That's just my opinion. There's so many like TV shows that throughout the years, like decades, Portray police as like the dumbest of the dumb. Like every, everybody's like, you know, like I, I think of um, the naked gun guy. Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen. Yes. You know, uh, everybody's LA, getting one over on him and he doesn't even notice. He's so dumb. Los Angeles police, like they just came out again recently saying um, that they don't want to hire higher IQ. Wow. Why do they admit that? Oh, yeah. 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 They've admitted that. They're like, yeah. yeah, we actually look for people who are mid to low. Yeah, so because that way they can't, well, orders. if they were smart, they'd probably rise up the ranks and then take over and make things right. That's what I think is going on, because they know that the if you're if you're too smart, you stop figuring out that they're corrupt, mm-hmm. right? And then you realize how stupid you were to become a cop. That's, yeah, what's really going on I feel on like there. it's probably a really freaking sad situation for those people who truly, maybe they're not the smartest, but... That, you know, maybe they were like growing up bullied or had bad things happen to them. And then as they were growing up, they decided, I know what I'll do. I'll become a police officer and help people. Then they join and then they realize it's all a charade. It's that was never what this is about. Like people are, you know, 
the higher ranking officers are using them to do dirty work and like keep telling them like keep your mouth shut about this by the way boy just so you know you know intimidating them mm-hmm. it yeah. must be really sad it, i don't know if you ever seen the movie uh training day with denzel washington mm-hmm. and then um i forget the other guy's name no. but um it it's basically denzel just takes on this new guy and you know shows him how it really is to be a cop and like mm-hmm. Doesn't wear uniform, just as rough and tough with everyone. Like literally, like you know, will beat people up for information, and that's like that was like hyperbole of what's actually going on. These guys are a little bit more sneakier about. It. I mean, it was mm. also a movie, but you know what I mean. Yeah. It's yeah. it's it's really showing their attitude, and it's not uncommon to see this is actually happening everywhere, every day. Yes. Yeah, everybody seems to think their police department, like, oh, yeah, where I'm from, my my town in small town, wherever, it has really p- corrupt police. Like, you wouldn't believe it. But it's actually just, that's it's how it is everywhere. Yeah. Absolutely. I've heard so many people say that. I've, like, lived in lots of different states, and there's so many people that will be like, yeah, I'm from blah, blah, blah town, like, an hour away, and the most corrupt cops are there. Yeah, I heard that in uh, Seattle for the 22 years that I was there. Uh, I heard it about Milwaukee when I grew up in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I heard it in Minneapolis when I lived there, right? Like, oh, the Minneapolis, everybody, wherever you go. Yeah, we're the, it's the most corrupt police you system. I would say Minneapolis it. is pretty bad, but... It is, but like, and they all are, yeah. but like, they're not all the worst. They're all just as bad as each other. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, moving on, it says, um, Patton Village is a small community of just 1,600 people in Montgomery County. The police department is the heart of the town. It's weird. This week, it's making headlines after Bush was arrested and charged for DWI, driving while intoxicated. All, all you can do is hold your phone to your ear and just kind of put your face into the pillow and, oh God, what now? It was heart-wrenching. Patton Village Police Chief Chris Hernandez said, what a freaking um dramatic <laughs> that's, quote. That's all you can do? Police chief? That's all you can do is put your face into a pillow and cry about it? Like, you're the police chief. You'd think you could do more about it, right? It's kind of a strange quote. Not really high IQs. Yeah. Uh, Here we go. I just cry about it. That's all I can do. That's all I can do is just cry about my pillow. (laughs) My pillow. Okay. Is it a my pillow, my pillow? Oh, my God. Hopefully not. They're too good for them. It is my pillow. (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) Hernandez confirmed that Bush resigned from his role at the police department on Tuesday morning. But now some are wondering why he was hired onto the force to begin with in 2019, one year after he was fired from his role as a firefighter in Bel Air and Westfield for making a social media post suggesting migrants should be hunted at the southern border. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.